Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Facing. This podcast is brought to you by Paleo Works. It's locally owned meal prep kitchen with a passion for paleo. They make it easy for people to have the nutrition they need when they need it. They deliver weekly menus of heat and eat paleo meals, athlete recovery meals, and bulk macro items for those of you counting macros, as well as a variety of side items that can be added to your order. Their meals feature 100% grass-fed, all-natural and hormone-free chicken, beef, and pork. They have pickup locations all over the place to make it easy for you to pick up your meals, and they also have delivery options around Nashville area for a small fee. Paleo Works wants to make nutrition the easiest part of your day. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Go check out the uh, website at barbell-voodoo.com for all your awesome apparel needs. And also check out Barbell Voodoo Private Label. We just want to be a part of anything you're doing and anything you need printed. That's the place to have it done. In the meantime, enjoy the podcast. (laughs) No, no, it's not the worst thing. May not be the last thing I do either. That's, that's more true. On it that's during true our too. Time together. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> Anyways, take two. Welcome to another yeah. episode of the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Uh, we are joined today with uh, Tyler Gentry. We actually started uh, 15 minutes ago. However, um, I forgot to hit record. So, those of you that missed that 15 minutes, which would be anyone except for us two. You missed yeah. the, I mean, it was an amazing story that he told. And, and I'll tell you, there were kids saved from a burning building. And, um, you know, there was no, actually no, this. Prizes. Yeah. Yeah. What about I that? Crazy. I mean, I, I can't wow, even get over that. But anyway, we don't have time to get back into that. So we're just going to actually pick up um, at the end of that 15 minutes. So I just want to welcome you to the show. He has a clothing line. Now, this is crazy. Like, this is, you're not in the matrix. There's not a glitch here. This is a an apparel company podcast having a different apparel company on the podcast. I mean, I don't know about you, but this is better than Seven Degrees of Kevin Bacon. This is interconnected, <laughs> just love all around the business. And so, um, welcome. He has a company called Ambition Threads with an S, not a Z. That's very important um, because apparently that's not cool anymore. I learned that in that 15 minutes. So yeah. anyways, uh, <laughs> Tyler, welcome to the show. And uh, man start bring us back to the beginning like you did earlier um (laughs) you were saying um you know right before i realized that i wasn't recording um i was asking you if if you know this was your hopes and dreams as a a small child to own your own apparel company and um you were talking about your family and and how you grew up in in kind of lower middle class so man take us take us back there um yeah so i'll i'll say it again uh thank you again for having me um super super grateful for the time that we're sharing and uh obviously you know super super grateful for the audience and everything like that uh yeah grew up lower middle class uh didn't really want for a lot like i said my my parents you know my dad did everything he could to kind of provide for my mom and us kids i have a twin brother which is uh oddly enough why i spell my name t-y-l-o-r uh because my mom wanted to just throw a good curveball and uh (laughs) have a twin uh his name is taylor he's actually four minutes older than i am are you kidding me right now taylor and tyler taylor and tyler yeah she's i'm the curveball yeah it's great it's great do y'all look alike not at all we're fraternal twins Uh, i think the only thing really similar uh the older that we've gotten um our mindset's kind of kind of the same he's also an entrepreneur and stuff like that but uh we sound a lot alike so if you and i were to talk and then you called him it would be like whoa that's weird. I'm talking to the same person, uh, <laughs> but but uh, twin brother and then an older brother. Uh, my dad was in the military, and uh, we didn't really want for anything. But I've always had a love for fashion. Um, but my true passion when I was a kid, I was a motocross kid. I grew up racing dirt mm. bikes. I, my dad got me my first dirt bike uh, when I was three years old, and I just retired air quotes uh, about five years ago. Okay. And, a lot of cool fashion in uh motocross and all that like very distinctive fashion i feel like like it it, is at least with like the outfits and stuff i don't they're not called outfits what are they i mean like they're not called jerseys either but what are they yeah no it's actually jerseys pants riding gear yeah absolutely yeah um anyways that's a very distinctive style and um yeah and and you know what's funny is is uh i I haven't 
I haven't thought about this in years. I, I was, as I grew up uh, in the racing, I always cared about what I looked like. I always cared that my gear was, was very color coordinated and all that stuff. And uh, actually one of my riding coaches uh, called me Paris Hilton, Paris Hilton uh, because I was just so infatuated with how I looked on the motorcycle with gear and all that stuff. But no, actually uh, the sport of motocross is not known for its fashion. Uh, it's not a hotbed in the fashion world. Um, just on the bike maybe, but as far as off the bike, there's really a kind of a dead space. And yeah, yeah. Everybody I mean, wears a lot of black off yeah. the bike. I mean, you know, you can still get away with mullets and a lot of, a lot of the racing scenes. I mean, you know, but, Absolutely. <laughs> but on the, on the path, there's a, uh, there's some cool things happening. I think, um, Definitely. you're, you know, you're as decorated as your, uh, whatever you're riding in racing. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, absolutely. Absolutely. Cool thing. But yeah, I, I grew up doing that. That was a, a good, probably 20 years of, of my young adult life. Uh, as well, as I was going through that, you know, um, a pivotal moment in my life, 2013, um, was on my way to the track to meet a best friend of mine whom actually crashed. Uh, life light was flying over us as we were driving to the track. He was life lighted. Then later, about four days later, he actually passed away to uh, just a crazy brain injury. Um, it was super weird how it happened, hmm. but I really just, at that moment, God told me, you know, there, there was something there that said that, life was so much bigger than what you're going through today. Uh, and like I said, that was just a pivotal moment in the sense of everything after March 16th, uh, which was the day that, that it happened, um, changed my life forever. I, I instantly, you know, I started going to church more and started to kind of get more inquisitive in that side, uh, the spiritual side. And then um, everything I did, I wanted to have a purpose behind it. So as I was still racing motocross, um, I was graduating high school and I was doing all these things and I got into personal training. I fell in love with, you know, training kids both on the bike and off the bike, kids that were younger than me, the same age and even older. Um, I would show them skills on the motorcycle and then we would head to the gym. And as I was studying personal training, I would teach these kids and we would get in better shape. So I was like, man, you know, there's a little bit, kind of a little bit behind this. And that's kind of where my love for the fitness world kind of came about was as I was diving in, I was also learning about the sport of bodybuilding and the sport of CrossFit and the sport of powerlifting and all these other things. And I was like, wow, there's like a whole nother, uh, and I'm sure you guys can attest to this. It's like a whole nother world out there, you know, in the fitness industry. Yeah. And they all, yeah. and every niche is different, you know, every niche for is the different. most part, That's you exactly know, right. it's, it's a beautiful thing. Um, mm -hmm. and it, and it, it captivated me. It was something that I wanted to, uh, kind of invest more time in and then just invest and learn more. And so I was a personal trainer for about two years, uh, mainly, you know, uh, my specialty was motocross kids, obviously, because I was a motocrosser. So into the kind of endurance side of it. And that is actually where I was introduced into CrossFit. Um, hmm. and that's, you know, in doing CrossFit, you know, obviously I'm tying it in because you guys are <laughs> massive in the space. Uh, but it was so it was so practical for what I was doing on the motorcycle. So uh, just kind of fell in love with that and implemented a lot of that training through uh, fitness and all that stuff. And at the same time, I'm thinking of, man, what, how can I grow this training business? I, I, I uh, you know, I need to make some merchandise. And I was like, yeah, but I don't want to call it Tyler Gentry fitness because that's what everybody and their mom was doing at that exact same time. And mm -hmm. I don't want to be like everybody and their mom. Uh, so I wanted to come up with a merchandise company and then it started kind of changing into, okay, well, why don't you kind of create a clothing company, you know, not to <clears throat> backtrack a little bit, my best friend who passed away, he and I actually started a t-shirt line called relentless clothing mm. uh, back in 2011. I still have the Facebook page and it still sends me notifications all the time. And I really wish I, it didn't, uh, because it's embarrassing, <laughs> but uh, we did that for about six months. We made probably $500. I took about four girls on a date and that was the end of that clothing company pretty quick. <laughs> so, so, so after that, you know, we, uh, uh, but anyway, fast forward, I was like, man, why don't I, let's do the clothing line again. You know, let's, let's try and do something with that. And a couple of days just praying and praying and, and, and talking to Casey, uh, my best friend, uh, and the word ambition, I woke up one morning at two o'clock in the morning and, and wrote down ambition. And 
looking back on it now, I never probably, I don't know if I've ever used the word. Um, I hear it now more than ever, obviously. Yeah, but sure. I just, rem- I just remember writing it down. And uh, about two days later, I, I'm pretty creative guy. So I started kind of hand drawing some logos and kind of hand drawing this and took it to a local graphic designer. And he printed out the logo for what is what you see now, which is a triangle is actually a little bit different then, um, but we kind of tweaked it a little bit here and there. And, and yeah, 2017 was when ambition was born. So what, what does that word mean to you? Ambition? Like, why is that besides it being kind of revelatory in a, in kind of a dream sense, like waking up and, and being captivated by it? Like, what does that come to mean to you? That word? You know, it's, it's changed a lot. Uh, starting the brand uh, I look I just looked up the definition it's a deep desire to reach success uh and it's still a little bit of that but now it's more of being ambitious towards everything in life you know that word could go to uh, this is the best elevator pitch I could give anyone but Mm -hmm. the word ambition the brand ambition everything about it uh you've got to be ambitious if you want to be if you want to reach your fitness goals, you've got to be ambitious towards your goals in sports and things like that. And you also have to be ambitious to finish a triple cheeseburger. So it's really in all (laughs) facets of life, you know, you've got to be ambitious and you've got to want something better than what you have today. You've got to kind of strive for that progression side of life. So that's basically what it's evolved to now. Sure. Sure. Do you feel that, uh, that is your, message for your life like moving forward like a a life's kind of um kind of defined and moving forward through through ambition you know trying to achieve and be better and yeah you know I think so I think uh I would even equate it to really just everything I've been through in life every part Mm. of adversity you know uh my my parents separated at a pretty young age um losing my best friend, you know, just everything that the sport of motocross really kind of taught me was all about that. Just let's see if we can do better than we did yesterday, you know, with, Mm -hmm. with the parents splitting up thing. Let's see if I can't, you know, let my, let my horn, my teenage hormones go crazy. Let's see if I can get a little bit better at managing that tomorrow. And there's, there's always been a level of uh, leveling up in a sense uh, Mm -hmm. that I've always kind of uh, put towards life. And, and yes, to answer your question, uh, everything that I do from, from this moment on will always be a, a, just a step, just a, as long as I can get a step above where I was yesterday, I feel like I'm winning. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. So su- success and all that doesn't just happen overnight because like, I don't know if you watch much TV, um, but pretty much Probably enough. things, people win like within a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, hasn't been your experience. As so far, no. Um, and if you have the it's magic so pill that, that does that, uh, please, I uh, will send you my address and you can shoot it over to me. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you work hard, right? And, and just like you said, every single day is a, another step in a direction toward your goals, right? And, and towards what you, what you want to do. And, and it's got to be a daily pursuit. It can't be something where like, well, I did this thing. I called it ambition. Just like I, I saw in a dream. And so there you go. That's it. And, and as a religious person, like so many religious tendencies would be like, well, God, I did this thing. Right. So you make me a million dollars. Absolutely. Oh, oh, I have to work. What? Right. (laughs) I, I think there's, there's a, there's a, especially in that side, it's almost like, and, and you can even take it outside of the spiritual part of it. It's like, well, I mean, I came up with a name and did this. Well, what do I do now? And it's like the, mm-hmm. the, the biggest stigma of entrepreneurship. And, and again, you can equate it towards everything in life. People think that the road to success is, uh, have you ever seen the meme to where it's like one dot here and then the other dots way up here. And then there's just a bunch of squiggly, crazy lines in, mm-hmm. in, in the mm-hmm. middle of it. I've always felt as if the road to success is you've got to have a foundation for it. And Mm -hmm. then within each of the points of your foundation, that's where the road gets crazy, but you have to have those foundation points that you can kind of always rely to. And one of them is work. I think, especially with society and the way it's kind of, you know, played today, it's, it's, you've got to work. 
I, I sure. think uh, hard work will outshine anything on any day of the week, regardless if you're in the gym, getting that triple cheeseburger, you know, whatever <laughs> you're doing. Uh, uh, if you're working hard at it, it, it might not get you to your original goal, but it will get you to a spot to where you can then see from a different vantage point. Sure. And, and the thing that's holding hands with, with that hard work, um, is basically, you know, um, it is your willingness to learn, right? It, it's, oh, it's pursuing education every single step of the way. It's not, it's not just pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. It's not just by hustling hard. It's by going, okay, I got to learn something today so I can make it to the, that's why it gets so jagged in that line, right? Like yep. you start a business and you go, okay, I got to, okay, what do I do now? Oh, if I'm going to take money in, that means I probably should have a business checking account. And I, and hopefully I've already set up my business stuff, you know, through the state and, and, you know, the nation, but like, how do I, how do I set up a checking account? Oh, and then you got to fill out more paperwork for that. And then that paperwork <laughs> involves documentation by other people. And then like, like all of a sudden you're, you're like learning all these things that you were like, well, hell, I just showed up and like opened a checking account last time I had to do that for myself. Like, what is all that? Yeah. And, and, and same thing with fitness, you know, like you go in and be like, okay, I want to get better. So I just got to work harder. Well, no, um, that's part of it, but you also have to learn what you're doing and be smart about what you're doing. You can't just go in there and, um, you know, start snatching and, and be like, I want to be, I want to snatch 225 in a right. month. Okay, great. So you just go in and work real hard? Well, no. You like refine your technique, you learn what that technique is and you and you learn some steps to get toward um looking more and more proficient and, and working more um agile about that. And then you start adding some weight maybe. And you and once right. that technique, you know, changes, you take it back and you start learning relearning that technique. So it, it's always that willingness to to constantly learn as well, right? And it's also learning from all aspects, you know, mm -hmm. so a, a very, I've, I, if, if this podcast was about making mistakes, you and I would be here talking about it for months on end, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, just, just one after the other. And, and one thing that, uh, that really truly helped me was, and I can equate it, you know, to analogy, to put it towards an analogy for the gym, it's learning when to listen to your body, when you need a rest day or learning that, Maybe higher carbs are good for you, but for me, they might be bad or higher mm -hmm. fats are good for some people. You know, everybody's body's different. Um, I, I just think that learning from all aspects, learning, okay, mm -hmm. yes, you've got to learn how to snatch. Yes, you've got to learn and you've got to work and you have to do this. But you also need to learn how to deadlift properly because that could mm -hmm. also help you with doing, you know, your taxes or you can help, you know, right. all, there's a, there's a million different, uh, there's a million different avenues. Um, working hard is just one of them. Sure. <laughs> of, I mean, the 35. Yeah. and let's, let's chat about failures a little bit, right? Like that, uh, that's, that's part of it. What you choose to do when, you know, the proverbial shit hits the fan, yep. um, is, is such an important thing. Right. And, and so like, you know, like I've been to Roy's house and, and back, back before the warehouse and all that. And you would see prototypes of stuff like laying around that just did not make it, you know, <laughs> or just yeah. weren't right. But like he invested money in that, you know, like there, there, there was money that was spent towards that. And, um, and, and I know with my own life, like there's just been, you know, failures, but like what you do with that is important, isn't it? Like, uh, it's, I, uh, one of the, so I also have a podcast. One of the last, one of my favorite questions uh, uh, that I always ask people is, uh, do you love to win or do you hate to lose? And that's obviously driven from motocross and all that stuff because mm. you're, there's two types of people. You either love the win or you hate to lose. Me personally, uh, it's a little bit of both. It's more of a hate to lose thing because I just, I just can't stand it. I think it's the worst thing in the world. But mm -hmm. the best thing about losing is that you learn everything you need to learn from that time Absolutely. at that moment. If, if you allow yourself to do it, I think uh, I can name on one hand how many times I've won something, but I can, I can tell you every story of everything I've ever done when I've lost something and remembered, okay, I remember not to do this because I lost this or mm -hmm. remember when I had messed up this t-shirt print and can't do that again. I think, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, it, it, it's a, uh, it's a double-edged sword, but I think failure is 
I don't want to say more important, but it is equally, it might be a little more important than winning. It's I pretty think, hot uh, there. Yeah. It, it just, there's nothing well, like in order to fire. win, you have to lose. Absolutely. Like a lot, yeah, a lot. You know, it's all those Michael Jordan quotes that, that always go through of all the game, all the last, last minute shots that he missed, yep. you know, through the years that no one remembers, but are exponentially more than the ones that he hit. Absolutely. You know, and, and all the games that he lost, like, you, you know, I mean, it's just, it, it's all those things. Like, those are things we, we choose or just, you know, don't kind of reflect on. But like, he took those and, and did something different with them. You know, there yep. were there were so many times that he got knocked down as a kid going up through college and he was like, okay, I got to do that by that point. Great. You know, um, and, and those are people we fall in love with, like David Goggins and stuff like that, who oh, have yeah. these adversity stories of extreme failure, um, whether that that be because of your own choices, but also for other people's choices and, and kind of what you do with that. Right. Um, and I think I think that's, you know, a, a stigma with it's life in general entrepreneurship is really where I was going with it but but there's mm -hmm. a stigma of people just don't like failing and and mm -hmm. people people look at the David Goggins and the, and the Michael Jordans and all those people and they're like I'd never be able to do that you know I, I one time in high school went to play basketball and got cut from the team or something and it's like if I were to implore something in everyone right now and it would be to literally if you're not failing so I'll, I'll even cut cut myself off and say this uh, back when I was back when I was racing um, my dad who's one of the best mentors in my life uh, he'd all I, I was going into a corner and there was a jump coming right out of a corner and I remember diving into the corner and I just remember something was wrong and I came out of the corner and I hit the jump and crashed I mean just got knocked out knocked the wind out of me I was just blah 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 and I remember coming to looking at my dad I'm out of breath I can't breathe and he looks at me and he goes are you scared and I was like <laughs> like <laughs> not being able to breathe and as I caught my breath I was like no I'm not scared and he was like well I'm gonna tell you if you're not crashing you're not riding hard enough. <laughs> and I was yeah. like dang cool yeah. all right well that's kind of mean to tell me I'm 11 uh but anyway <laughs> but fast forward to today I genuinely think that if you're not failing at something every day you're not trying hard enough to to, to reach yeah. that goal um, sure. I, you, I lost a whole bunch of money on a deal yesterday oh, and goodness. I'm trying to figure out how to make it back. So it's like, right. It's but a, I mean, it's it, a, there's no way to win without failing. Absolutely. You know, there, there's just, there's just not. And e even if you're someone like, I would say like, I'm more prone to, I, I always want to win. Um, so I was going to ask you, are you a love to win, hate to lose guy? I love to win. Um, I love and I want to win at everything. I love it. Um, whether I'm equipped to or not, like I, yeah, <laughs> yeah I if I'm looking to. at Usain Bolt right here, I'm like, listen, man, it's going to be a tough run for me, but I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I'm not beneath tripping you just so you yeah. know, like, <laughs> I, it's, it's, if it's not cheating, I will try it. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but you know, uh, I'm okay with not winning gives me an opportunity to find out where I can be better at winning, you know? Absolutely. And, and so it's kind of the same thing. It's just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a highly, highly competitive person. Um, but I've learned, I think, to, you, I think you have to be, yeah. you know, especially to do, you know, podcasting, do, doing what anything it has to do with progression of life. I think you have to be, uh, even surface level competitive, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. I mean, I ultimately want to live my life in a way that creates freedom for me to do what I love. And, and sure. like, that's why I do this podcast. It's, it's not for any other reason of just, I enjoy hearing people's stories. Um, and, and you know, I listen to them and I, and I, I hopefully, you know, get better at them. Um, but, but then I still make mistakes, but like, that's the same thing, right? I mean, every shirt you put out, um, you're looking at going, okay, like this is good. Um, but what would have made it better, you know, and, and, you know, kind of picking that apart of not that this is bad, Right. You know, this creation is not bad, but it could be better. Um, and it, it's constantly finding that, right? Like, do you find yourself um, doing that yourself in your, in your, in your current job? Right. Yeah. I, I feel like, uh, I feel like that sometimes happens to a deeper extent um, mm. in the sense of uh, I sometimes don't release things um, because I'm like, ah, oh, it's good, but it could be way better. So I just choose not to when 
uh, a perfect example of something like this is uh, we recently came out with a shirt. Uh, it's called the Concert Tee, but it's basically an old school kind of uh, uh, ode to the 80s rock, you know, concert T-shirts. Mm-hmm. But it's got the face of a lion um, through a, you know, old school design. And it just says the word ambition and it's got our logo pretty small. I it took me like six days to make the design. I got through with the design, made some sick colors with it, just made this awesome retro shirt. And all in all, it was about a 20 hour project. Mm-hmm. And it took me, it took me about eight months to release it because I just didn't think it, I just, I don't know. It just wasn't, just wasn't there. It just wasn't clicking for me. Yeah. The moment I released it, we sold out the first batch, <laughs> reordered, sold out the second batch. And now that's, we came out, we just recently came out with a second colorway for it. And it's the top selling shirt again. And it's like, if I would have relied on myself, I'm clearly missing out on an opportunity there. Hmm. Um, but it's more or less just having faith in the process of just, okay, well, I'm going to try it. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, we'll put a squirrel in there instead of a lion and try that one. <laughs> the ferocious. Squirrel. Yeah. The, the squirrel. <laughs> There ought to be more squirrel shirts. Anyways. Um, Roy, 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 uh, get on that. Squirrel shirts. Squirrel shirts. Um, I've uh, competed against people that were like squirrels. Anyways, that's a whole other story. If if any of my friends are listening to this, uh, I'm called the little raccoon. Oh. That's that's a long story, but that's probably what I should be doing. I assume that's because you eat off of other people's plates and whatnot. Uh, No, not really. I got, I got made fun of when I was, uh, my best friend Ezra used to make fun of me about having small hands. So I, I don't know. It's just raccoons and small hands, I guess. I don't know. That's a really cool name though. Ezra. Yeah. He's a, a he's sweet a name. Dude. Yeah. yeah. Uh, better than Ezra is a good band as well. So he you know how they got their name? Them. I, you know, I don't know. Uh, probably an old motocrosser was my so uh, assumption, but no, I mean the band better than Ezra. Oh, the Do band. you know how they got no, their no, name? I don't. So they were playing like an open mic thing or some, something like battle of the bands kind of thing. And they got up there to fixing to go on. And the person was like, what is your band name? Like they were a new band. And wow. the dude was like, I don't know. Like we don't have a name. Like we hadn't talked about that. Like we, we kind of just put a thing together, like, <laughs> you know? And, wow. uh, and so they looked on the sheet and the band who was playing like before them was called Ezra. And they said, our name is better than Ezra. <laughs> legend. Isn't that, that is fantastic? Legendary. That uh, is legendary. It's, I mean, like, I mean, that's so awesome. <laughs> Could you imagine that's amazing. like walking off stage as this other band's walking on and they say, welcome to the stage better than Ezra. <laughs> Man, can you, if I was that Ezra band, I'd be like, wait, what? Yeah. Oh, that'd be sick. It's just like, womp, womp, womp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not playing here again. Uh, yeah, never coming back here. That's amazing. That's hilarious. So, so tell me, tell me more about um, Ambition Thread. So like, what, what do you want, what are you wanting to do with this? Like, is there a niche, like, for instance, like, you know, Barbell Voodoo, um, like any, anybody can buy the shirts, but a large chunk of them come in CrossFit. Like there's obviously like some strength things, some powerlifting, some, sure. Um, strong man, all these kind of like kind of kind of niche things. Um, what what what's your market? What what are you what are you trying to do with it? So, I, starting the brand, I wanted to have a powerful message behind a global movement. Uh, basically, uh, we we didn't touch on this earlier, but I wanted the triangle separated three separate ways, and however we we did that, uh, I just wanted that to be very clear. The, tr- the triangle actually stands for hard work, faith, and persistence. So it's three keys to okay. success. So I always wanted to have message behind every shirt, every piece of clothing that you get. Not only is it top of the line, is it affordable, but it's also, you know, a powerful message. I wanted you to feel like, you know, Clark Kent, when he pulls his uh, shirt aside and he's got the Superman S on his chest. Like I wanted that every time you wore an ambition shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, as I so grow and, and so it's faith, hard work, and persistence. Is that what you're saying? Yep. That's okay. it. Yes, sir. Um, as I grew, you know, there, there's been some crazy things that's been happening in the world and the business world on our end and stuff like that. And we've kind of been going through a rebranding phase. Um, mm-hmm. And 
it will always stand that the message is, is just as powerful. Um, but I want to kind of recreate what it means to be a lifestyle brand. Uh, a lot of brands nowadays, a lot of brands nowadays are saying that they're lifestyle, but they pick one category. You know, wow. uh, Nike is always about the athlete and then they create clothing around the athlete. Uh, Under Armour, same thing, compression around the athlete, things like that. I, I wanted to take a powerful message and kind of put the twist to it of human originality and self-expression. So that's from the walls of the gym, uh, from the motocross track, the sports field, uh, the business room, even lounging around the house with your wife or your kids or your husband or your kids or whatever you do, ambition is tied to that somewhere. So it's really the, I, I'm not going to coin the phrase first ever lifestyle brand because there's so many great lifestyle brands out there, but I wanted it to be multiple facets of life. So from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, you're at least wearing one article of clothing. So why, why is that important to you? Um, because that's a great question. I've never been asked that. And that's, that's what we in the biz call a curveball. So thank you for that. <laughs> I, I think, especially at a time right now, I think people need a daily reminder. And I think why not tie that to something that you have on every single day? Uh, whether that's being ambitious, like I said, from the time you wake up, I've been a firm believer in having a, a strict morning routine. I do the same thing every day from the time I wake up to about three hours from that time. I do the exact same thing every day. And I want, you know, my ambition shorts on or my ambition hat or something like that tied to that. When I'm playing with my stepdaughter and my, and my uh, girlfriend and we're out doing things, uh, I want to be ambitious for myself. I want to be for my family. I want to do all that. So it's, it's in the gym, out of the gym, wherever you are, there's, there's always ambition tied to it. Mm -hmm. So is that a thing in your life that you know what it feels like to not be ambitious oh, and therefore yeah. <laughs> being important to cover yourself in ambition oh, yeah. on a daily basis? not only in my personal life, but just from lives that I've witnessed around me, you know, it's, it's, uh, I, I remember writing down, um, on a vision board forever ago. Um, I, I don't want to, I, I was talking to some kid, uh, who is a high school standout um, in football. And I remember talking to him a year after high school. And as I was talking to him, uh, he was like, man, I wish I would have done this different. I wish I would have done this different, this, that, and the other. And I remember writing down, I don't want to be an, I wish guy. Um, mm. because it's, it's huge, man. You get, you get, and, and even today, I, I still talking to individuals, uh, uh, that wish they could have done this or even be, being a business owner. Some people are scared to start businesses or have mm -hmm. fears of that. And it's like, I don't, I don't want to do that. I would rather go out and invest my time and my money in all these crazy things that I want to get done. And if all of them fail, I, I'm going to be okay. I've been broke a million times. I, I can for sure handle it a little bit longer. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, it, it's more or less uh, the fear of not living that way. I mm -hmm. think that is why I want it, want it to be a reminder. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. One of the um, things, if you go back, like find uh, Roy's last podcast on here, like not, not the one hosting, but the last one where he was, the guest <laughs> yeah. on his podcast. And, and yeah. one of the things that we talked about was I thought would be really cool um, was talking about barbell voodoo and, you know, kind of more about that story of why and where and how and how it got there. And I was a spectator to the whole thing when, when barbell voodoo started. And what a remarkable I, story. If I'm not yeah. Honest. And so like I yes. was starting CrossFit when Barbell Voodoo was, was starting. Wow. Um, so Roy was one of my coaches at the CrossFit box that I was at. Um, anyway, so, so like I feel intimately connected to this brand that I host a podcast with, like, you know, yeah. and like, no, sure. and spend my money on, you know, still, sure. you know, cause, cause I believe in it. Um, and we were talking about his first couple of shirts and um, I have, I've even rebought um, because, you know, you can only wear a t-shirt for so long before you put all your musk into it and it smells. Um, for sure. So I've like rebought some of his first ones. And one of them was um, 
it was, oh gosh, oh, it, it was impossible with a red in black letters and an X, a red X uh, over the. You have I that shirt. I want that shirt. Yeah. So I've, I rebought it recently because um, because I wanted it. And there was another one that I can't remember off the top of my head, but you can go back and listen to it. And it, in, in the middle of the podcast, like it got to this point, and I was like, so why those words? You know, like why was that important to you? And ultimately, um, what he kind of said, which was so profound um, that we talked about was like, that was the message he needed to hear in his life. That wow, like things are possible, that that nothing is, is impossible, um, that you can pursue what you feel like you want to pursue, you know, like, yeah. Um, and so a lot of a lot of us um, who are, I think, um, who are entrepreneurs who are willing to invest in themselves and bet on themselves far more willing to do that than, than place your money on somebody else and, and bet on different right. horses um, is that we want to put back into the world, the thing we've been desperate for, for so long, you know, so yeah, that we can I, see that back reflected. I relate to that on a, on a crazy level. Yeah. I, uh, I would agree Sounds with like that. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I would say that, that I, you know, not to steal Roy's story, but, I would say that uh, that's a hundred, hundred times relatable in the sense of just ambition in my life. Like growing up, I, I'd always have natural talent um, on a motorcycle and, and all that stuff, but I don't always feel like I gave it my all and things. Mm. And I always needed that like one thing to say, Hey man, like you can do this. Like you can, you can for sure make it possible. You just got to keep believing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, never thought of it that way before. Uh, so thank you for that. And Roy, thank you for that. <laughs> but yeah, it, I, I would say that. And even when he told me the story of, of that shirt um, uh, and, and just the, the whole premise behind it, like, yeah, a hundred percent, like mm-hmm. it, it, it's so relatable. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, I started a CrossFit box not to make millions of dollars, believe it or not. You know, it, oh, it wait. was be yeah. You're a gym owner and you don't shockingly, have a Shockingly. <laughs> but like CrossFit literally changed my life. And that. to open up a box in not only like an area that didn't have one as its, you know, place, but also in the place where I grew up to open it. Oh, like where wow. I spent my childhood is, is a big, huge deal to me. You know, oh, good for you, man. Um, good for so you. like there's That's boxes amazing. like close, like you could drive like, you know, in Nashville, we have suburbs and, and Donaldson is a suburb. Um, and there's ones in Hermitage and, and all owned by great people. Um, okay. But uh, to be able to put out into the world, just like we were saying, like something to, to reflect back the what what you've you're hoping to see in other people, you know, that that has yeah. been there for you and um, and hope, hopefully, you know, to keep me going as well, like. I'm, I'm prone to be lazy and not do anything. So <laughs> I think it's human nature to be a little, a little lazy. I, I, I think everybody has a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's the true success part is when you can break through all of that sure. you know, is when you can, when you can push through the man, I really just, you know, people always tell you all the time at the gym, like most of the time, everyone's best workout is the workout where you really don't want to go. Mm-hmm. And then you just turn on the death metal music and you just get, <laughs> get on, you know, and then you get in there and you get rolling and then it ends up being your best workout. I think mm-hmm. that's true. Uh, that's, that's so true with everything that you do. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And good, good for you, man. I, I think that's, that's a, that's a admirable story. Like I, I think uh, putting <laughs> it in your hometown and doing all that, like that's amazing. Well, it's just like my, my partner lives there and we got connected through a weird thing. Um, and then, um, man, we just did it together and, you know, he, he kind of runs the day to day and I watched the back end, and now I'm doing, uh, some day to day stuff as well. And so we're kind of, you know, kind of getting bridled horses together and <laughs> running together now more than, uh, more than when we started, but, well, but anyways, but like, I, I love that. Like, I love the, that story of ambition, how that resonates throughout your life and, and how you want to put that out there even for other people, you know, to kind of resonate with. Um, and so yours is a, a lifestyle brand. Um, obviously for people, um, who are wanting to move forward, like, you know, j- just because you know, most people might choose that word 
you know, like ambition to, to characterize themselves. But, you know, I, I can wear Nike and watch TV all day, you know, as Absolutely. well, um, Absolutely. which, you know, going back, you know, that was a Greek God, Nike. And there's a whole lot of story there that they don't spend a lot of time yeah. with anymore. They, um, and that's, <laughs> that's another thing too, is, uh, and that's something that I, I want every time you see it, it just saturated with that just vibe and the whole story behind that, because you're exactly right. It's the God of victory. Mm -hmm. Uh, No one knows that. (laughs) No one knows that the God of victory is Nike and that, you know, uh, I've, I've read shoe dog like four times and it's an incredible story uh, Mm -hmm. that it's just not told enough. You know, really all we know is about Nike is either uh, top athletes like Tiger Woods and Michael Jordan or LeBron and all those people, or just do it. Matt Frazier. Yeah. Which is a sick campaign, by the way. Um, you know, uh, so another Nashville shout out for those people that are not in Nashville, but visit often. Um, everybody seems to love Nashville from other places. Um, but, and, and this is from childhood. So I guess take it with a grain of salt, but I'm pretty sure I don't say things out loud that I'm not pretty sure that are accurate, but at the Parthenon, we have a statue of Athena yep. at the Parthenon in her hand is Nike. Really? No, I, I think didn't so. Know that. I'm, I'm, I'm like 90% certain that, that, that oddly, that's uh, oddly enough. I've lived in the area in a 30 mile radius, uh, you know, from Murfreesboro to Nashville my entire life. My grandparents live in Nashville as well. Mm-hmm. I've been to the Parthenon one time <laughs> on the yeah, inside I'm, of the apartment. I've maybe been a handful of times over yeah. my entire <laughs> yeah. lifetime here. Um, yeah. it's like, a lot well, of tourists are like, you've been to the Parthenon? I'm like, what? what? No, yeah, <laughs> we don't well, do that. Well, <laughs> I went yeah. once or once, once it got redone to see the yeah, inside, once yeah. Athena got put in and all that. Yeah. I'm the worst. Like if you come to Nashville and you were like, Jacob, you, you've lived here your entire life. Like, what should we go see? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Like go to the Hardy's down the road. That guy's killer there. He serves yeah, killer coffee. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm the same way. <laughs> like, I have no idea. People I don't are know like, what, people do what do you do for, yeah. What do you do for fun downtown? I'm like, I don't, I don't go downtown. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I believe about downtown. I'm religiously <laughs> opposed to paying to park. Absolutely. One thing, having grown up here, there are things that I believe in still to be true. And I should not have to pay to park to go downtown because I, you never have to, you just have to know where to park. And you, anyways. I'm not get off that's my soapbox before I get started. I was, I, I was about to say that that's a whole nother argument. <laughs> like people of Nashville, we shouldn't uh, pay for parking. <laughs> I could, I could get behind that in a, in a, I'm like, I am so, going downtown to spend money. Why yeah. are you going to make me park mean? for it? I mean, come on. Anyways. I completely agree. <laughs> neither here nor there all right well uh <laughs> hey let's uh let's take a quick break and then we'll uh come right back and how we can be involved and what's what where the brand's moving towards and i'd love for you to define tell us what if you're a lifestyle brand what does that lifestyle look like dun dun dun, dun, dun. all right we'll be right back <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by nutrishop franklin Go on by Nutrishop Franklin for all your personal needs. You need supplements? They got it. You need your protein? They got it. You need a pick-me-up? You need to drink a bang? They got it. So go check them out in Franklin in the Cool Springs area. When you stop in and you see Kyle, say, hey, Jacob said you got some good stuff here. I'll tell you, you won't be disappointed because they have unrivaled customer service. So go check them out and tell them you heard about them in the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. and welcome back um so i hope you enjoyed that commercial break and if you guys are not uh checking out paleo works or nutrishop um something is wrong with you and you need to get out there and do it but anyways um that's enough shaming for right now there's also another company that would be really cool to invest in besides barbell voodoo and uh that would be ambition threads not with a z and um so <laughs> tell before the break i just threw out a, a random thing but like being a lifestyle brand what what the heck does that like is the this is in the this is this is 42 year old jacob here okay like i don't understand I'm, things like i don't understand influencers i don't know i've never been influenced by them so i don't know why they're called influencers like I think they just mean that they have traffic that comes through their thing. And like, I don't go buy like leggings that make my butt look perfect. I mean, well, so I if I to, may, but... 
if, <laughs> if I may, influencers are doing their job on you because you knew Matt Frazier was with Nike. Yeah, but Matt uh, so Frazier you are, is a beast. He's he's not an influencer. Exactly. He's, he's That's a what Greek I'm god. He, but he, <laughs> that is true, and part alien too, in some sense. <laughs> Clearly, but, but uh, the the uh, the influencer side is they're doing it. They're doing their job because whether Matt Frazier makes you want to go to the gym or whatever, they they want you to to uh, invest in Matt Frazier, I guess. Um, well, okay, like for real athletes, fine, but I'm talking about like <laughs> people who talk about going to the gym and then they're at planet fitness on the treadmill for 30 minutes and they're called influencers because they have clothes to wear. I I will (laughs) tell you right now, I've never been influenced um, by them other than not wanting to be around them. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Um, Anyway, so I'm looking for you. What is your yeah. life? You're you're a lifestyle brand. So what does that lifestyle look like? So That's what the, I'm looking. The lifestyle for. looks like, and it's it's everything that we were saying earlier. Yeah. You know, it's basically the, uh, you know, I, I don't mean to pigeonhole these these following lifestyles, but these are just right off the top of the dome. The first things I think of, but I it's the it. it's the single mom uh, that wakes up in the morning and has a full schedule that still makes it to the gym, that still is able to eat right, that is still able to provide for their family. Mm. Uh, it's for the, you know, putting a, uh, pulling a page out of my own book. It's for the high school kid that uh, is doing something that they love, but they're not really sure what else they can do. And, and it's more or less of just, hey, if you can be better and, and find what you love and get better at it every day, you will find your path. And that's kind of the lifestyle that we're going for. Mm-hmm. It's more or less, to uh and to kind of rein it in for you uh those those influencers that you're talking about are called micro influencers uh, in the business world and those are just extensions extensions of the brand that help grow the brand that also live that lifestyle so if you'll see um we have a a an amazing group tied to ambition called the ambition elite uh, Mm. and it is our influencer program ambassador program whatever you want to call it we call them elite because they live the ambition lifestyle every single day those are the single moms and the you know bodybuilding competitors and the motocross athletes and the business people that are constantly waking up every day and just trying to be a little bit better than they were yesterday i'll tell you you show me any mom that is getting her stuff done and still and still taking the time and like carving out the time to invest in herself she can influence the hell out of anybody you well, know well listen my, like i'm my, telling uh, you that right now like she I, i'm telling you they walk into the gym and i'm like oh i mean if can i be like you when i grow up like do your thing yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah i'm uh not to get brownie points and hopefully uh my lovely lady's listening but my girlfriend morgan <laughs> is probably uh, hands down one of the craziest creatures of habits that I've ever seen in my life. And she is that person uh, has helped me get there too. So uh, I'm probably the same as you. I looked at her and was like, okay, can you show me how to do that? Cause I'm like trying to figure it out. So but there's a million, there's a million, there's a million of them that do it for me too. So yeah. Yeah. But, uh, uh, and, so, and I think that that's the thing, like that's what's so important to me. And, and, and I understand things like that. Like you have people who have a story who aren't just like this surface level thing, like, right. Oh, this, this person is hot and people are tuning into their account, um, in the hopes that they will glean some kind of like part of their body that, that they're not supposed to see online, you know, and, right. and that's their influence. Um, and right. God, don't write me emails about this people. Um, but like, yeah. but, but that's the reality. And, and, but like you have people who have a story to tell who are like, no ambition is a way of life because despite, and because of the things in my life that I have to do, I am still ambitiously moving in a direction to, to be better and the best at, at who I am, not selling out who I am, but like right. becoming a better me, you know, like that's. And, and, and that was a big part for us. You know, that, that was a big part for us is, as we built this elite program and, and did all these things, you know, it's easy to go to the high level influencers with 500,000 followers that just show bare skin and, and allude to this and that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, 
those are easy to do because it's pretty cut and dry with those systems. Hey, it's X amount of dollars for this. Uh, we'll send you some gear. Let's keep it rolling. Sure. Um, but, but with the elite, we wanted it to be exactly like you just said, it was like people's and, and this is where you and I can relate to on a, on a crazy level is, is stories change people's lives. So you mm-hmm. can tell me your story and there's something in there that I can grab from it mm. that will help me tomorrow and yeah. vice versa. Um, I, I just think that the more that we can highlight that, the better our world is. And mm-hmm. um, I genuinely think that, that each of us should get better every day at making the world a better place. So with everything that we do, uh, it should translate to that. And sure. I think that when we built the, built the elite, it was like we handpicked every individual. And, mm-hmm. and when elite, when um, signups are open again, we're going to do the same thing. We're going to go through an interview and, and do all these things because it's so much more than, Hey, why don't you show your butt and, and let me see what it looks like and stuff. And it's right. like, yeah, that's great. We could you stand up and, and face the wall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, but we try and honestly shy away from a lot of that, you know, we're in bodybuilding. So it's, you know, it's a very, you know, uh, uh, visually driven sport. But oh, sure. And, and you, like, when, I totally get like, you're like you and, you know, Roy, everybody we're running a business like for sure and there's a reason i'm not the poster child for my business either you know like <laughs> um right. but in but you know there there's more sub- substance to everyone like every Absolutely. every model you see with like barbell video i use air quotes for those of you that are listening um which is like all of you and didn't get to see them <laughs> um are like real people who do crossfit like real right. people who are who are working out one of them's my buddy who has been on a campaign lately um yeah. named shad um, who does life coaching and, um, works out and loves CrossFit and loves to try to stay healthy as he's getting more and more mature, as I'd like to say, you know, and I think that's super important. I think that that also shows the integrity of a brand. Right. You know, well, and I've always thought that, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, my story is great. And, and it's a, it's a great story. It's gotten me obviously to where I am today, but I genuinely think that other people's stories that can relate to the ambition side of it will, mm-hmm. will grow the brand just as much as me selling it in a yard sale every day in my front yard. And, and you know, <laughs> just people gravitate towards things that they can relate to. And, and fortunately for me, I get to go through all these elite stories and even customers through the brand. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to, to hear stories and, and, and things like that monumentally changed my life. Yeah, I, I could stop selling clothes today and stop building a brand today, and I would be insanely fulfilled mm-hmm. because of all of that. Mm-hmm. So that's to me is what the the parts that kind of grow the brand. Yeah, uh, and to to your point, we use real people. I mean, we use people that uh, most of the time when we have models, uh, they're real people that wear the clothes that are like in you know, and and now we're breaking into elite photo shoots and things like that. So it's mm-hmm. like it's just a it's just real people being ambitious. That's cool. <laughs> that's yeah. a, that's a pretty redneck Nashville way to say it, I guess. Yeah. It's just real people selling it. Yeah. And, and I'm, I appreciate you like kind of defining that and, and, you know, and letting me push you on that a little bit, because I think there are words that, 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 well, I mean, that, that you've used that everybody uses that oh, have sure. ca- kind of gotten tainted, you know, out there to, to mean n- not much at all, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, kind of, kind of brand is getting that way where, oh. you know, you talk about my brand and in that word, like is almost getting to the point where it's just like, well, it makes me like throw up a little in my mouth because so many people <laughs> talk about their brand or whatever, right. which is not a false statement. It's not a untrue thing that you have your own brand. Like I'm a living example of that and, and a little narcissistic, uh, honestly, you know, through the whole thing of like branding myself, um, moving right. towards age 40, that kind of stuff. And and, you know, it's, but, but it's these things that get thrown around now in, in, in this sideways kind of hustle side of people getting paid and getting free things just for being like good looking and attractive, I guess, um, without any sus- substance, uh, you know, to their, to their life or to their, to their story. Um, and, and that's a generalization. I get that. Please don't email me. Um, no, for sure. And I also, you know, at a young age, uh, and this is all from motor, stems from motocross. Um, I'll, I've always in my head thought of myself as a brand. 
mm-hmm. and that goes that goes as surface level as you and I meeting and shaking each other's hand. How <laughs> we interact is our brand. Mm-hmm. I just think now the terminology of everything brand and especially like influencer and, and all of the things tied around business are played out because what everyone's been thinking for the last 10 years, all we do is say it and then mm-hmm. we don't do it now. Like right. a lot of, there is a lot of, it's kind of bass backwards, if you will. It was more or less like everyone was doing it and didn't really talk about it. Well, now everybody just talks about it and it's not really doing it. And it's like, mm-hmm that's kind of what plays it out. And again, don't email me either because that's, that is a very general, <laughs> that is a very general because uh, again, most of the people that I've come in contact with, their brands are amazing from the, their personal brands, their actual brands um, on, and all that. But there's just a stigma and I'll agree with you. I mean, there's a stigma between a lifestyle brand. Everyone mm-hmm. can say that they're a lifestyle brand uh, well, and I, it, more power to those people. I hope that they do. Oh yeah. And, and it goes right hand in hand with, um, people learning what worked for other people, right? And so what they do is emulate that by using the same vernacular or, or using, you know, the same kind of terminology, but not really having anything behind it to, right. to be real. Um, you know, they miss out on that, like, um, hard work style or, or, you know, like that, that side of things or failure or learning all the things we were talking about earlier. Um, and they just say, well, I'm an influencer. Um, or I am someone who um, I have a brand myself. Okay, well, tell me about that brand. Well, it's me. Look at me. We're like, well, well that's, not, that's, that's not a brand. Tell, tell me more about that. Why is that important to you? Why, you know, all the things that I held your feet to the fire about, like, yeah. you know, well, well, tell me about that. Why is that important to you? How come you're, you're this brand? Well, why are you needed in the world? Like, what, what void are you filling that the world needs right now? Well, it's me. And people watch what I do in my life. Okay. I don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, it's very, uh, yeah. To, to your point. I mean, it's very, uh, <laughs> uh, it, 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 it's just, I can't find the right word for it, but it, it's very surface level, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Super nebulous, you know, kind of yeah. vague and yeah. just, yeah. Yeah. And it, uh, and it unfortunately puts a bad stigma on it. So then you got to, fight through all the oh you're this oh you're that are you really and it's like all right well the proof will be in the pudding right and 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 that's what i've really enjoyed about our conversation and about the things that you've had to say um is that the reality and the validity of your brand and your product and and what you're trying to build and what you're doing um is more than just a thing like it, sure. it, it, it truly is a movement that's come out of your life and your heart and your soul. And, and you're trying to uh, come alongside of people to give them the same hope that you've found to move forward, to make their dreams come true, to make their ambitions a reality, if not for themselves, but the people that are watching them, you know, yep. um, because we all need that. We, we all need somebody that we're looking at going, well, crap, like there is nothing superhuman about that person. Like I look at Matt yep. Frazier and I'm like, shit, that dude is superhuman. There is nothing that I have to contribute to get that far, you know? But like, yep. I see somebody with ambition who is moving forward and, and knocking on the door of their dreams coming true. And I'm like, oh, oh, there's hope. Like, yep. let me follow And, and I that. think, you know, a, a funny thing about that, uh, I have been on a, quote unquote social media cleanse uh i I fell into this weird world of comparisons um Mm. and and comparisons that's it's a hard word to kind of depict i think um that's a comparisons are dirty road to go down it it is uh but here's the light that i found of it Mm, uh comparisons are not comparisons are not bad unless they torment you if you will uh, and, and that's what it was doing with me. I was more or less looking at everyone else and seeing what I was doing wrong. And in that sense, that's what just spiraled me into this mm. weird headspace. And on my way of working out of this headspace, I was coming to realize exactly what we were just talking about. Hey, ultimately, at the end of the day, all of these people that I compare myself to literally wake up in the morning and they have to go in their kitchen and make their cups of coffee and do the same thing and gripe and complain when they're having bad days, just like I do (laughs) and have to 
you know, put, uh, uh, try and put a shirt on or something, their shoulder hurts. And then they end up ripping a hole in their shirt. Like everyone goes through little yeah, stuff yeah. like that every day. So when you can not necessarily compare to destroy, but to compare to admire, uh, and then compare and then move forward, uh, is when the lines can stop being so blurred. I, I, mm-hmm. I think social media, that's really a downfall for it, especially now there's so much light to it of everyone's, you know, suicide rates and all these things are climbing no, because yeah. all of these people are just holding social media to this, you know, pedestal. And it's like, it's really easy to look at it and say, okay, everyone's very aware that there's a highlight reel and things like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are genuine and a lot of people struggle and, and share that with people. Um, but it's just like, just like we were saying at the first of the uh, uh, conversation, there's multiple, multiple things that also social media is included into that you can compare yourself to you know Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. uh social media is just one avenue compared to the 40 million other ones that you should definitely progress in as well yeah Um, yeah absolutely absolutely um it made me think of uh a a little bit and this is probably slight tangent um but i really like tangents um but it's it's the nashville way right like that whole concept has been blown up and before like when i just lived in nashville and grew up in nashville um the celebrity things like i would always see celebrities i still i still see celebrities a lot um and you don't bother them because one it's not a big deal and and two like growing up here it's just like that person got into their pants the same way i did yeah exactly and like they're they're doing a thing that they're really good at um just like i hope to do in my life. Like I hope to do right. a thing I'm really good at. Um, and, and so it's just, it's just not, they're not different. They're not like necessarily even special, right. you know, they're just human beings. Um, well, and it just so happened to be in entertainment or sports right. or it just so happened to be, you know, my twin brother is one of the best actors that I've personally ever seen. I mean, mm. ever. Yeah. And he's working on building that portfolio, but like, something that I would never dream of doing ever Mm -hmm. in my life because I can't act at nothing uh uh, but it's like it's even act like I like this podcast right now (laughs) (laughs) no whatever whatever uh but yeah it's the same thing it's like it's it's when you look at it from the lens of hey we're all we're all trying to you know not to quote me on brand here but we're all just trying to be better than we were yesterday we're all just trying to be a little bit ambitious when you can look at it from that lens way easier to go through your day to day it's way easier yeah i love it well so how can we how in the world can we get connected with this this brand this lifestyle brand oh sorry i have to ask you first oh Uh, no what's your this is just a a tangent nashville thing before we before we cut away because i've lived here my whole life as well Uh, when did you see nashville hot chicken become nashville hot chicken like last few years <laughs> it is the craziest phenomena I have ever heard in my life. So people are like, "Oh my gosh, I'm going to Nashville for their chicken." I'm like, "You know how many times I've ever heard that in my life?" Um, yeah, like I know the places it started, you know, and yeah. and like they were not a thing. Like it just not at all. It, it's not a. It's not been. A, I don't know, but whatever. It's. I like it. Sorry, that, that's another. Oh no, 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 I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but it was just an interesting thing because. Uh, uh, my family is all the same too they're you know that they've never been nashville hot chicken and blah 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 and i'm like that's kind of weird but it is good it's very very good yeah i I mean whatever (laughs) but places to find me and connect uh first of all ambitionthreads.com that's where you find all of our apparel Mm -hmm. Uh, we have insane things coming this year uh, on the apparel front on the uh, elite front um, just everything as, as far as a brand goes, uh, we're definitely building from where we've been and what we're doing and where we're going. Um, so ambitionthreads.com at ambitionthreadsco on Instagram. Um, personally, I'm underscore Tyler Gentry, it's underscore T-Y-L-O-R-G-E-N-T-R-Y. Um, I think it's also there on, I'm also on Twitter, oddly enough. I just got on there recently for like the oh, fourth time. On the old yeah, Twitter on the old twitter yeah uh so it, you can find us anywhere there uh, also have a podcast called the creating ambition podcast okay um it's basically a uh 
high level interviews with individuals and motivational messages um, tied into it. Um, Also, I think that's about it. Yep, I think that's it. (laughs) Well, that's (laughs) like a million things on it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's fantastic. I love it. Um, yeah, definitely go check out, you know, um, when you're not wearing barbell voodoo, you should definitely wear some ambition threads. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely, you know, definitely, uh, we, we, I gotta get on Roy about this collab thing. We've, we've been, we've Ooh. been threatening doing a collab together. So maybe, uh, maybe if you guys, uh, share this podcast and maybe put it up on a story or two or something, everybody who's listening, put it up on a story and maybe tag ambition and barbell voodoo. Yeah. Let's get some, let's get some mentions going. Maybe me and Roy can work up a cool t-shirt design. Yeah, you got to do it. You got to do it. I'd be sick. I'd be sick. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I appreciate your time today um, being on this. And uh, man, go check them out in all those places, even on the old Twitter, which I'm shocked is one of the longest standing social media platforms that still is in heavy rotation, um, which is, yeah, is shocking it, to me. It's massive. They, they usually yeah. kind of die out, like Facebook is dying and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But anyways. No, my grandma says something different. So. Well, she yeah. loves Facebook. Those generations definitely still do, <laughs> <laughs> including myself in those generations. Right, and older. right, right. Yeah. But, uh, but man, it, it's been fun. Uh, good to catch up. And uh, man, we'll catch you uh, next time. Okay. Yes, sir. Thank you guys so much. Hey, thanks for listening to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. On your way out, please take time to subscribe if you haven't already. Leave us a five-star review if you've liked what you've heard. And also, leave us a comment. Let us know what's going on with you. If you don't mind, stop on Instagram. Give us a little like on the IG at Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Also, you can find me there at fitby40.blog. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.